Welcome to the Harvest Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that it will encourage and inspire you. Enjoy this week's message. Amen. Now, this morning, I'm going to speak on a topic. In all my years as Christian, since the early 70s, I've not heard a Christmas message preached on the Holy Spirit. In fact, when I placed this in the WhatsApp group chat, many were surprised. Uh, because they do not see the Holy Spirit in the Christmas story. But then again, as I begin to look into the Word of God, I discover that the character in the Christmas story, the usual ones are Mary and Joseph. Okay, The angels, Gabriel, shepherds, the Maggie, the wise men, the innkeeper, King Herod, Elizabeth, Zechariah, Simeon, and Anna. These are the usual characters you will find every time there is a Christmas play or cantata, you'll find these are the ones that are usually involved. The shepherd, the wise man, Mary, Joseph, in a manger, the angels. But you don't get to see the role of the Holy Spirit. But you see, this morning, I want to point out to you that the one person that is that often do not get cast or mentioned in the Christmas narrative is the Holy Spirit. In fact, there is no Christmas story without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not someone that is in the backstage, but you will discover He is central to the Christmas story. I will show you some scripture and point it out to you that point out to you that the Holy Spirit is a major player, not a backhand stage character he's a major player and he should be all right let me clear one misconception before i continue the holy spirit did not exist or did not start that's a misconception people think the holy spirit came down on the day of pentecost in acts chapter 2 that's the beginning of the holy spirit that is not true in fact the, the enemy would want you to believe that the holy spirit was very active right in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 itself. If you have your Bible, you can turn it to that. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the Spirit of God was on the waters, hovering on the waters. That means right there at the beginning, the Spirit of God was over creation. And then Genesis chapter 6, you'll find in the days of Noah, the Scripture tells us, my God said, my Spirit will not contend with men forever. Then he sent the flood. And so right from the beginning, the Holy Spirit was very much at work. He did not begin on the day of Pentecost. He was there right from the beginning. Second misconception I like to correct is, Jesus did not start on Christmas Day. Our Lord only became a human being, took on flesh, on Christmas Day. He too existed from the very beginning. That's why he was able to say, before Abraham, I am. Alright? Before Abraham, I am. Jesus only took on a form of flesh. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And then the Word took on a form of flesh. The Word came down and dwelt among us full of glory, full of truth. 
And so in the beginning, Jesus was the pre-incarnate Christ. He was there when he met Joshua. He was there when he met Joseph. I mean uh, Moses. He was there very at the beginning. Except that God decided. John 3.16, the words to Nicodemus, who was trying to figure out what Jesus was trying to say. Then to Nicodemus, Jesus said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yet whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And so that was where God decided in order to communicate in time past in the Old Testament, he communicated through the prophet, he communicated through the kings, but in our days, God sent his son. And so we are living in a, 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 a wonderful and unique dispensation. And so the Holy Spirit is given and he is very active even as i speak he is very active speaking to all of us here this morning and so if you do not know the joy of the holy spirit just take this journey with me for a few minutes i'll show you how now this is the scene where the gabriel angel came before mary and announced to mary that you are highly favored you are chosen, and then if you read the context, Mary as a young girl asked, How will this be? Mary asked the angel, and since I'm a virgin, and the angel replied, The Holy Spirit, everybody say Holy Spirit, He was there. The Holy Spirit will come down upon you, and the power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And then Matthew wrote it better. In Matthew 1.20, Gabriel told to Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her womb is from the, everybody say, Holy Spirit. That's why it's a virgin bird. It was not the seat of man. It was the seat of the Holy Spirit. And so before Jesus came, the Holy Spirit was already active. And can I say this? Holy Spirit conceived. Not only the Son of God in Mary's womb, today the Holy Spirit gives birth to ideas. The Holy Spirit gives birth to, to vision. The Holy Spirit gives birth to dreams. Let's not limit the Holy Spirit in any way because the Holy Spirit is at work. Can I hear an amen? Before you can do any great thing or any ministry for the Lord, it's the Holy Spirit that works in your heart, give you that idea, give you that prompting, give you that nudging, and then you realize, man, this is something that is not from me. You know it is not from you. It is placed there by the Holy Spirit. None of us can conceive this idea. None of us. It was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And so, let's keep our spirit open to what God wants to do. I can see many ministry. I can see many good things coming from here. And it is a matter of allowing the Holy Spirit to come into your heart, into your spirit, and birth that within you. You know, I thank God. You know, this year is our 23rd year in, in, as a church. Right from day one. 1996, 
11 August 1996, we began the church. Half of our congregation were drug addicts from the Cornerstone Ministry. The other half were people that just came. I, I remember there were about 20 or 30 of us. We began uh, the church. Nothing to shout about. The first three months of our church existence, we were squatting in Value Inn. I think today it's called Meridian Hotel. Is it Meridian? Merida. Okay, Merida. They changed the Value Inn to Prescott, Prescott to Merida. And, and we were squatting there three months, not knowing where our future hold. But we knew that we were willing because the Holy Spirit was with us. We were small, we were insignificant, but that was a time the Holy Spirit began to birth. Today, we have ministry in our school. By the way, our school, I prophesy, will one day be an international school. All right. Will one day be an international school. All right. So it's not just a home school anymore. It will be an international school. Our kindergarten, our daycare was birthed from nothing. All right. Remember, the founding members are here. We, we, we just knew that oh God, you have to be with us because we occupy this. We intend to occupy these as good stewards. All right. We came with a very clear mind, and that is, it is not a good steward to occupy this place on a Sunday only. And so we decided we have to occupy throughout the day. And today, every place in this building is fully and optimally occupied by various ministries. And, 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 and then at our 20th year, as we celebrated our 20th year three years ago, we, we uh, decided that the Holy Spirit wants us to do something more. Beside the school, beside the kindergarten, beside all that, the hospital visitation and, 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 and food bank, which we are giving almost 40 families. And, and we decided we're going to do something to bridge the community and that birth of the home came. We started the home. And today, the place is packed. Since then, since then, there are many churches and organizations that are starting. In Klang alone, Dr. Goon mentioned there are two or three more coming up, which is good. All right, which is good. I say it is good because there is need for aging people. We alone cannot fulfill the commission. And so this is how the Holy Spirit, you know, conceived in our spirit to start new things. Secondly, the Holy Spirit testified. Again, all right, let's keep focus in the Christmas story. We read here, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, all right? On one hand here, Angel Gabriel spoke to Mary and Joseph. On the other hand, God also, through Angel, Angel Gabriel was very busy, all right? And, and so when Mary heard, okay, Mary took a journey to visit Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and in a loud voice, hallelujah. Sometimes it's very unbecoming for a woman, especially an old woman like Elizabeth, to shout, hallelujah. Elizabeth was a Pentecostal before she knew it. 
in a loud voice, exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, blessed is the child that you will bear. That's prophesying. The baby, who was that? Who was in Elizabeth's womb? Come on. John the Baptist. Before he came out, he already prophesying inside the mother's womb. Hallelujah. That's why the Chinese is correct. Your age starts right there in your mother's womb. When you come out, you're one year old already. Sometimes we mock the Chinese. Hey, how are you? We plus one. But we really don't know. Actually, the nine months there, the baby is very much alive. The baby knows. That's why, that's why God is against abortion. Seriously, the baby knows. The baby leap. The baby recognize. The baby recognize. And so the Holy Spirit in Elizabeth testified and prophesied. Then, the third part. You see, the Holy Spirit is very active during Christmas. The father, Zechariah, was filled. Come on with her. This is all in your scripture, by the way. And then he prophesied, Praise be the Lord, God of Israel, because he has come and redeemed his people. And it is in that context where they asked him what name to give your son. He said, John. He prophesied. He prophesied. And then quickly, what happened? The fourth one is the Holy Spirit reveals and leads. Now, this is very important. Okay, let's read the scripture. Now, there was a certain man in Jerusalem called Simeon. Righteous, devout, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Holy Spirit was upon him. But, but Pastor, I thought Holy Spirit when he came after Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit was very active during the Christmas story. Okay? Holy Spirit was on him. What happened? Let's read. It had been revealed. This is a scripture I'm reading. So the Holy Spirit revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now, it's a promise. Man, can you imagine as you get older and older, and you keep saying, I cannot die, I cannot die until I see the Christ. That's a powerful thing, you know. Hallelujah. I cannot die until I see the Christ. And so what happened? It was a promise given to him, what? Revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Now may I ask you this morning, when was the last time the Holy Spirit revealed anything to you? Some of you here, very quiet. Revealed anything to you. Now when the Holy Spirit revealed, He doesn't come as a form of suspicion. You know, some of us work on the theory of suspicion. I sense, uh, Pastor, your, your prompting and your revelation is based on suspicion. No, this one is divine. The Holy Spirit revealed. And then what happened? We read on. Moved by the Holy Spirit. When was the last time the Holy Spirit revealed something? And then the Holy Spirit moved, literally moved you. And he went to the temple court. The same day where the parents, Mary and Joseph, brought in the Christ. Now, how many of you know it's a perfect timing? Hallelujah. Holy Spirit moved him. This is it. This is it. 
Then he obediently went to the temple and then of all the married couples that were there bringing to dedicate their child, he knew that was the one. Hallelujah. He took that child very rudely, took that child and lifted up his eyes into heaven and he gave praise. You must read the Bible. He gave praise and then he said this, Now, Lord, thy servant can depart in peace. I don't want to live any longer. Now I can die. Hallelujah. Now I can die. Last Friday, two days ago, I was in Cotabaro as they celebrated the Christmas service. By the way, the weekend is on Friday. One of the doctors, Christy, she is a master student. I mean, she's a doctor of many years, majoring in anesthetics. So she put it on her Facebook, something was spectacular. So I said, Christy, what was it? And so last Friday, I got her to testify because what she placed in her Facebook was astounding that how God, only God can do this. And so she shared. She's a talented violinist, talented pianist, talented in every way, very intelligent. And then she told the church that beside doing her postgraduate as to be qualified as an anesthetist, she was also doing the UK program. Beside working, so can you imagine the stress work? And she was telling the church, the work stress, the study stress, the UK program. Uh, you know what? Then she gave glory to God. Is it that that couple of days before the UK viva or the, I don't know this is a medical term you you know came up? You know she really doesn't know what to do. The Holy Spirit prompted her to study certain things. You know what? The next day, that thing came out. And then the second time, the Holy Spirit prompted her to do this. You know what? That thing came out. Third time, during the Viva interview, the Holy Spirit prompted her what will come out. Prompted her. She didn't copy from somewhere. Prompted her. She came out. You know what? To cut a long story short, she passed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you are wondering, like that's okay, right? the Holy Spirit is going to prompt me with umpire echo number. <laughs> Holy Spirit can reveal. Holy Spirit can lead you. Holy Spirit can move you. You see, the problem is some of us are so hardened in our heart. We don't feel the nudging of the Holy Spirit anymore. The Spirit Himself bear witness, the Spirit of God says. The Spirit Himself bear witness within us. There are times, you know why our prayer life are so weak? We simply pray as the religious ritual. There are times we must be led by the Spirit. The Spirit make intercession for us. The Holy Spirit moved with words that cannot be uttered. In fact, in Acts chapter, I wrote this down, in Acts chapter 16, Paul the Apostle were already set in going to Asia. Let me read the scripture in verse 6. We were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach in Asia. Let me read verse 7. The Spirit did not permit us. We were forbidden not to go. The Holy Spirit did not permit us. Man, you see the Holy Spirit is not the quiet observer in our life. Holy Spirit is an active person that is leading us, prompting us, 
Sometimes the Holy Spirit will say, don't go there. Holy Spirit will say, don't invest in that enterprise. Holy Spirit will prompt you and say, don't do this. But yet we are so hardened. We just go ahead and then make a mistake and lose whatever. And then we have heartache and we're wondering why God don't love us. The Holy Spirit is active. If only each and every one of us can be a little bit sensitive, we can just go around not wasting time. You know how much time and effort you waste when we don't listen to the Holy Spirit, when you work in your own flesh, you want your own promotion, you want to, you know, put forward yourself, you want to make investment, you want this, you want that. All has to do with, I want. How about the time where you begin to ask the Holy Spirit for your children? Your children's education. Holy Spirit, lead me in this investment. Should I buy or not buy? Holy Spirit, what do you think? Ask, ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to move you. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. If some of us are not quite sure with this decision, later, I'm going to get Brother Kumar. He's, he's just back from New Zealand. Uh, uh, last Sunday, her whole family was here. And uh, during the day, during the week, uh, we caught up over some tetare. And he was telling me how the Lord lead. I'm, I'm going to ask him to come shortly. How the Lord lead him, his family to Australia, and then later to New Zealand. How step by step, God begin to lead and give breakthrough. Hello, are you all here this morning? You know what the Word of God says in Romans? As many who are led by the Spirit, they are the sons and daughters of God. If we are led by the Spirit, we are sons and daughters of God. Not just in spiritual life, not just in spiritual life, in every aspect of our life. That we don't have to experience heartache, we don't have to experience, you know, broken hearted. Why? Because the Holy Spirit leads us. Many of our mistakes can be avoided. If we just wait, if we can just get someone to confirm with you, if we can just get someone to pray with you, a pastor or my cell leader, you know, can you pray with me and see is this of God or not? But we go often head hard, head strong. We want to do things our way. And then when, when, when things get sour, we wonder why God? You don't love me, why God? Holy Spirit was there all the while. I thank God. You see, the Holy Spirit moved Simeon. This is the day. This is the day. Now you go into the temple. And he went. And led by the Holy Spirit, he recognized the child. Hallelujah. Let me go on. Holy Spirit anoints and empowers. Now, this is not part of a Christmas narrative, but it's also important because this is the beginning of the Christ. Jesus, everybody read, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit. You see, the Lord Himself was also led by the Spirit. He wasn't doing things out of His own. He was full, He was led, and then what happened? Then He reached the temple. This is before He began His public ministry. You know, what happened? He unrolled the scroll of Isaiah and then he said this to everyone, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news. Hello. 
You may be a good orator. You may score distinction as a public speaker. Without the anointing, it's nothing. You can use flawless English. Without the anointing, nothing. The Spirit of God anoint Jesus to preach the good news. And what happened? To proclaim freedom to the prisoner. This is not talking about those in prison camp. These are talking about those who are in prison of their own making. Many are slaves of their own making. They need to be set free from addiction. They need to be set free from condemnation. They need to be set free from guilt. They need to be set free from low esteem. God said, proclaim freedom, and whom the Son set free will be free indeed. Preach freedom. I don't know what we are preaching these nowadays, but we are supposed to proclaim good news, preach freedom to all those who are oppressed. There are a lot of people who are oppressed mentally, spiritually. They are oppressed. They need to be set free. And only the Spirit of God can do that. Hallelujah. And so there's a lesson this morning. The Holy Spirit was involved in every step of the Christmas story. The original Christmas was a spirit-filled one. Someone say amen. I mean, I've shown you scriptures after scriptures. Holy Spirit did this. Holy Spirit did that. Holy Spirit led Simeon. Holy Spirit anointed man. And yet, in all these years, we have yet to hear a message on Holy Spirit in Christmas. Somewhere he's relegated to the backstage. Somehow, the angel gave prominence. Somehow, the innkeeper gave prominence. Somehow, everybody else gave prominence except the Holy Spirit. And yet, without the role of the Holy Spirit arranging, He is the one that is moving here, moving there. He is the one that is speaking here, leading there. And He put it all together. Hallelujah. And yet, today, the church of the 21st century has managed to do church. I know this is going to be painful what I'm going to say next. We can set up a church. We can put in nice music, nice light, nice auditorium, nice everything, nice coffee, nice tea. And yet, without the Holy Spirit, we are nothing. All you have is a crowd. Because ultimately, the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts us. Holy Spirit is the one that speaks to us. Holy Spirit is the one that will set us free. No wonder Jesus in the Gospel of John spoke so much about the Holy Spirit. It's better that I go. Why? Because when I go, He will send the Comforter, the Encourager. He will come. And when He comes, He will lead you. When He comes, He will teach you. When He comes, you don't worry about false teaching because He is the Spirit of Truth. Some of us are so afraid of error. But if you have Spirit of Truth inside, you're not afraid of error. And when He comes, He will empower power you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And, and you know, that's why a weak Christian is a contradiction. A Christian is afraid of devil and demons and darkness is a contradiction because it shows that you are afraid. You're afraid of pantang, afraid of, of demons, afraid of, of darkness. Nay, the greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Holy Spirit is in us. 
Some of us are afraid of our own shadow. And yet God promised the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's better that I go because when I go, He will come. He will come. And He will lead you. He will guide you. He will teach you. He will anoint you. Man, how is it possible to live a life without the Holy Spirit? All you have and I have is religion. Religion is only play out on Sunday. But on Monday when you go out, when you meet people, when you meet challenges, you need the Holy Spirit, not a Sunday. When you are driving, when you are out there making tough choices, you know, Holy Spirit, He will never leave you or forsake you. Holy Spirit. And I thank God in this Christmas story, you find the Holy Spirit was active. Hallelujah. And you know what? When we cross over to the book of Acts, the book of Acts, I challenge you, maybe because I can be wrong, 55 times the word Holy Spirit is used. 55. Holy Spirit came. Holy Spirit did this. The Spirit of God. And 55 times. Because you know why? When the book of Acts, the beginning of the church, the physical Jesus wasn't with them. In the four gospels, Jesus was physically with them. In Acts, Jesus was lifted up into heaven and you say, you wait, you wait, don't go anywhere until you are endured with power from on high. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you go. And so they waited. Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, that's why it's called Pentecostal. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and you find from that point onwards, the disciples were no longer the same. Earlier, even when Jesus was with them, they were squabbling over who is the greatest. Even when Jesus was with them, they were afraid. Jesus prophesied, many of you will forsake me. They ran for their life. But when the Holy Spirit came and indwelled, not with them, but now this time inside them, you'll find they were able to stand strong. It's not the physical Jesus, it's the spiritual Jesus now in Him, the Spirit of the Christ in Him, in them. That's why they are able, whatever that was thrown at them, they would take it. They went to prison, they took it. Right, like any ordinary day, Acts chapter 3 begins with this. Peter, James and John, as it was in their custom, they were walking out of the temple, except this time they saw a crippled man a lame man who has been there begging. Now this time something changed. You look at that man. This time Peter had something. He looked at them and he said, look at me. Oh, sorry, look at us. Because on the day of Pentecost, Peter wasn't me conscious anymore. It's us. Look at us. Nowadays, we don't know you use a phrase. <laughs> We don't use the phrase, look at us. God can do. Look at me, God can do. Our, our, now our testimony, hey, look at that church, huh? God can do, you know. Hey, look at that family, God can bless the family. You, you look, you, 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 you are pointing everywhere except yourself. Because it works somewhere else except yourself. But Peter said, look at us. The creeper man look up, expecting to receive Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Wow. You know what happened? 
thousands were brought into the kingdom of God. After that, five thousands were ushered into the kingdom of God. It's a wave of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we're wondering, you know, how to do church. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, we probably need more coffee and tea. But when the Holy Spirit touches life, when the Holy Spirit begins to make people cry, and sometimes they're so embarrassed, never mind, this is a place where the Holy Spirit touches you. The Holy Spirit sets you free. The Holy Spirit empowers you. Then we need less coffee and tea. Because they are here because of the power of God. They are here because God answers prayer. Because they are here, just like the doctor said, you know, Pastor, I know in my own ability, I am not ready. I had this postgraduate. I got so many things. But the Holy Spirit prompting me to study this, this, this. And she passed. Hallelujah. This can only be the Holy Spirit. Kuma, are you ready? Come. Let me give me a mic, please. Test, test, test. This brother Kuma. Not many of you are aware that some, uh, some time ago, he and his family were part of this church when they were supposed to migrate to Australia. And uh, now they are back here for a short while. He's on the way to India to do some ministry. But what he shared with me on, what day was it? Wednesday. Wednesday really excite me, excited, I mean, make me excited because of uh, the, the work that God has been doing in his family. And I've asked him to share briefly what happened. Good morning, church. Uh, thank you so much for Pastor Alan to invite me to share my testimony. Uh, I just would like to share the testimony in 10 minutes. <laughs> so I just briefly type it out what I need to share. Okay, I uh, just would like to read a scripture. Uh, Mark 11, 24 says, And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And in 1 Corinthians 2, 5, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of man, but the power of the God. You see, in, in the year of 2009, since 2009, I had a, a passion for this India to go for ministry. And I don't know anyone in India. And I just went in my own expenses and I got uh, to know some of the churches that in the slump area. And the pastors, I was working with them ever since that. And the year 2014, the person here, Brother Thomas Go, he joined me as a mission partner ever since from that. And when we came back from the India trip, uh, God spoke to me. When I came back from the trip, the Lord gave me a vision that he will take me to another nation with my family. But we had planned to start a special needs school in Malaysia. We want, to, we want the Lord to give us the confirmation we had two plans, A and B. Because why we want to start a special needs school? Because, my, by the way, my wife is uh, owing a master's in special need uh, from Australia. And she was trained in Australia. So we thought, okay, we'll start a special needs school in Malaysia where we see there's a lot of needs. But we were praying. And uh, so when we were praying, and on the year of 2015... A prophet named Evangelist Anbu, I think you all know, he was Anbu, you see here. 
And I, was, I just came as a guest to this church that time with Brother Thomas. And he called me out and he said, uh, the man in that shirt, come out. Uh, and he told me that you, uh, I've seen you, that you are going to the nation, that the India flag, and you are a pastor and you, you must. I know God wants to take you to another nation, looks like Chinese and looks like uh, Indian. Uh, sorry, looks like a white uh, Westerner, but they're not. And I don't know who, how they, they look like but you wait on the Lord. And he told my wife, he called my wife and told, you have two plans, you say plan A and plan B. We didn't tell him anything. He said you have plan A and plan B, but God wants you to go for plan B, that is to move from this country. So we was, because we were all very much settled um, and uh, we were battling with the Lord for the move because uh, both of us were doing very well in Malaysia and earning very good income. It was so painful exercise, but we obeyed by faith. And we just listened to the Holy Spirit was guiding us. We took our step and we moved. It was a miracle where within 30 days, I got a job to support my family in Australia. We joined the local church called City Point, And a big organization, the church is in there. They have uh, universities and colleges and so on. It was a miracle that I got to know the senior pastor. And he took me in without anything. He asked me to get involved in the refugee ministry among the Sri Lankan Tamilians. So who my family was also involved in, the entire family was involved. And my daughter was involved in uh, worship. My wife was involved in worship. My son was the guitarist. And I was involved in this uh, ministry. And in the year of 2017, July, we, we were in a crisis. We thought to move back to Malaysia. Then I was battling with the Lord. I said, I think I made a long step of going to uh, Australia. I didn't really listen. But his plan was to prune us and build our contacts and start learn about them before it took us to the exact place. Because we had a vision before that, that this place, who's these people? We don't know where they are and everything. So we start to find about them. So we came to know these people in Australia, but they are the Pacific Islanders. That's where God was taking us to. So my wife saw visions that we are being involved in ministry with the people who consume papaya as a stable food. The description of the people was we saw our vision was the same people which we saw in this nation, New Zealand. Now, when we obeyed and commit, he take care of our might, our our needs. And the miracles start to take place within the last two years. We work with the same church from Brisbane City Point, which uh, currently we're attending in outreach in Auckland. Now we are working an, on another church in the central North Island, named as, uh, named as uh, the uh, same church in Topo. We call it a setting up a special needs school for them also. Now we are blessed with good jobs completed by uh, I completed my master's in, as a procurement and supply change, uh, chain management in New Zealand. And my wife obtained a full teaching registration with recognized throughout the all, all the world. She is a special need teacher. She was doing ministry in the school where all seven children was highly dependent, non-verbal, and they are dependent with uh, medical equipment where she was trained for that. And his children, these children... Uh, start to happen some miracles in them, they start to get up and walk one by one. And they, the parents and the school was so amazed what is happening. And she was always lay hand and pray for each children before starts the day. 
Many miracles take place until the friends in New Zealand started to ask, how did you guys got all this so fast when many are still struggling after four years moving into New Zealand? We said all because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We believe like a child's faith and we went forward step by step where the Holy Spirit guided us. Last two months, the Lord blessed her, blessed my wife a triple the amount of the income she was earning per annum. Now she is the top salary earner in the school, which is, no, is number one and the biggest school in New Zealand. I am blessed with a senior position with all other benefits, including a car, and all my needs were taken care of by the company. Our children also have completed their studies and start working, and our son will be continuing his studies in health science next year. Now we are settled, and now we are involved with the Pacific Islanders where they are like our family. They are the Tongans, Samoans, Maoris, and Kiwis too. Now our hearts are so passionate and love for them. Today, before we came here, they were all on tears, and uh, they say they're going to miss us for a month, but the Lord is with us. Today, when we turn back and see how we are here, it's a miracle because obeyed and put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. All glory to him. And Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in Algeria and Samaria and ends of the earth. So I want to just praise God for all this thing. I summarize this thing because God is so wonderful in our life that many times that I couldn't able to do, I was thinking that I want to walk back. I was sometimes I also come to a place that I said, God, I made a big mistake. I don't have an income. I just look at back of my life at the back and I look at it that how did I come to today to this stand? Even I have so much of uh, money in the bank also, I don't think so I can succeed. Because every step that we put, we pray and we commit to the Lord and the Lord opens the door. It's so miracles happening. I think this last two months, my, uh, my whole family was tremendously blessed, not only in finance, in, uh, in uh, compassionate. And I just got a call this morning. My daughter went to church. She, she didn't come with us. So she told that everyone is missing you, Pa. And uh, the Church, uh, our, our pastor, my pastor's name is Ben. He's only 29 years old. And he leads the church in Auckland. And his heart is for passion for people. He's just like that. And he was telling that uh, when your dad is coming, we are going to start a church in uh, the South Island. So uh, we are going to have a team because I'm an elder in the church also. So we are going to start a church. So it is something that the, uh, the South Island is more towards to the islanders. So the islanders, they have their own way. You look at them, they're, they're, they're big in size, like uh, big people. We are, like you see the people, are fat people over here. They are not, not a fat people at all. They are three times, four times bigger than them, women and everything. They just can lift you up and throw you out. <laughs> okay? So you, when you look at them, they are very good people. And God is, is a marvelous God. And I just want to praise you for everything that God has done. Thank you so much, Pastor. Amen, amen, amen. Maybe I should go. Then I look smaller there. <laughs> Hallelujah. You heard that testimony? All right. Going to another country is no joke where you don't know anybody, but when you're totally dependent on the Holy Spirit, man, God can work. See, each step of the way. They reminded me, Ambu, don't know head or tail, they were having plan A, plan B. A prophet came and said, plan B. Huh? And straight away, 
working among people that they don't know, not Chinese, not Indian. Of course, you see the islander, the Samoa, the Fiji, the Tonga people. How do you describe these people? But when they saw them, they said, this is the people that God has placed them to work with. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit. How many of you need the Holy Spirit today? All right, come and let's sing a song. I don't know what song Reuben has. Ah, come Holy Spirit, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Those of you here, if you really need a touch of the Holy Spirit, I want you to come. You have never been uh, uh, prayed for. Uh, you need the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get the elders, the, the uh, healing room people who can pray. All right, you come. Cell leaders will come. I, I, I really pray that God will touch you with His Holy Spirit that we will begin to walk in faith and walk led by the Spirit of God.